in beautiful North Florida celebrating two years of color commentary, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and White, the new definition of color commentary. And I am happy to announce that we've reached the end of another week. And for the first time in 2024, we bring you WTF Friday. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a whole lot going on on the very first WTF Friday of 2024. And, well... Best way to start it out is with a man who is on a roll. That would be one Donald J. Trump. And I'll get into Trump here in just a second, but I want to make sure that I let you know that if you have questions, comments, shout outs, what have you, you can send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website inblackandright.net. You can also subscribe to our audio podcast and looks like starting on Monday we'll be doing the video version of In Black and Right, which you can find on our Rumble page. I'm looking forward to getting that. It's going to make for some long days, but hey, what can you do, folks? It's Iowa Caucus Day, doing a special uh, caucus um, production there on, uh, on the 15th. Well, anyway, folks, let's get into all of the fun in today's adventure in podcasting. As I said, Donald Trump is on a roll. Absolutely on a roll. Now, of course, yesterday in New York, during the closing arguments of the, well, sham civil fraud case with the uh, crazy judge, and everything, Trump pretty much said to heck with it. To heck with it. You know, he's just going to say what he said in court. And, well, I'll tell you, let, I'll let the great man speak for himself on this because it, Trump was on fire. Okay, uh, yeah, folks, 
that was the great man himself, Donald J. Trump. And he was not holding back. Yay. Happy, happy. Because it's right. I mean, come on. Anybody with half a brain can figure this out. And I did first off. Because for one, even though I'm not a lawyer, and admittedly so, this thing was a mess from the get-go. I mean, this is a supposedly a fraud case. But the problem is, where were the victims? Who got defrauded? The answer, simply nobody. No bank was defrauded. All the loans were paid back in full with interest and ahead of schedule. They were also, the banks did, uh, did their own due diligence, which they're supposed to do. Anybody who's had a home loan understands this. You have, the bank does their thing. They do their checking. You, you as the customer, provide what they want. And there you go. Ba-doom. <laughs> and that's absolutely just wonderful. But my gosh, this is just nothing short of nuts. Just nuts and illegal and frankly, ugh. This is just absolutely nuts. I've been looking for the official transcript of what Trump actually said in the courtroom and and apparently, <laughs> Arthur Ergeron, the wackadoodle, leftist, wimpy, pervert, perverted judge, apparently got all upset because he was yelling at Trump's lawyer, Chris Keiss, to control your client. But Trump, you don't really, you know, you don't control Trump. You just don't. I mean, hello, this is just a little bit of what he said from the courtroom during the closing arguments of the case. President Trump said, and I quote, Well, I think, Your Honor, that this case goes outside just the facts. The financial statements were perfect. The banks got back their money and are happy as can be. When you, when you don't go outside of these things, we have a situation where I'm an innocent man. I've been persecuted by someone running for office, and I think you have to go outside the bounds. And that was in reference to New York Attorney General Letitia Peekaboo James. Now, Trump continued, he said, and he said that the Attorney General had misused a statute to target consumer fraud. This is a fraud on me. What happened here, sir, is a fraud on me and that the state should be forced to pay him damages as punishment for pursuing the case. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Just that little portion right there says a lot. So, yeah, Trump is a man on a roll. Now, of course, the big news this weekend, it's the lead up to the Iowa caucuses on Monday, and Team Trump is working it. They're working it there. Uh, Carrie Lake, 
uh, and born in Iowa, is out there to uh, help President Trump in speaking for him. Uh, Don Jr. Uh, was in Iowa last night at a gathering uh, pre-caucus. Uh, you had Dr. Ben Carson speaking a couple of nights ago uh, there in Iowa. So, and President Trump will be there himself this weekend and possibly even Monday night. That's going to be pretty amazing. So, and yes, the... Um, the polls are definitely in Trump's favor, but the one thing I appreciate about President Trump and his team of surrogates is that they're not taking anything for granted. Yes, the weather in Iowa right now is pretty bad, and it's cold, and it's snowing, but Iowans are a pretty, pretty tough lot. So yes, they will be, I believe they will get out there. And, they, and those who are caucusing for President Trump, I believe, will be there. Unless, you know, something absolutely horrible happens uh, with the weather. But I don't think so. If Iowa is a lot like the rest of the country, and apparently the mainstream media has a real problem with all the evangelicals in Iowa coming out to vote for Trump, you're just going to have to get over it. Sorry. And going, make taking slams and swipes and rants and screeds against evangelical Christians isn't going to help you. It's not going to help you. Mainstream media and all the others who think that they're doing something great, they're, they're going to be even more determined. You know, neither rain, nor snow, nor sleet, nor gloom of night will Trump voters in Iowa allow themselves to be stopped. I mean, this is Trump or bust in a lot of cases. Now, of course, Nikki Haley, uh, Nutty Nikki, as I like to call her, uh, you know, she's not going to win. I mean, even Chris Christie, before he got out of the race, in a, unaware that he was caught on a hot mic, said that Nikki was going to get Nikki Haley was going to get smoked. And for once, I actually agree with Chris Christie. She's going to get smoked. And what happens after Iowa? The next week, it's going to be the New Hampshire primary, and it's going to be real interesting to see what happens. Because now that Chris Christie is officially out of the race, uh, the assumption is that Chris Christie votes will go to Nikki Haley. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that, but hey, let's see what happens. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, this really... I, I just want to turn for a moment to the border situation, which is still a full-on, full-blown, full-grown, straight-up, white-hot mess. How do we know? Well, here we go. Uh, just a day or so ago, a high school in New York, in Brooklyn, was 
they were kicked out and they were called to go back to remote learning, which was a full-on disaster. So why did all of these students get kicked out of the high school? Because they wanted the room for a couple of thousand of illegals. 2,000 illegal immigrants were sheltered in this high school, kicking all the students out. This is just weird. I mean, well, it's not really weird. It's just going, you know, how on earth are cities like Chicago and New York going to keep doing that and not have it come back to haunt them and bite them in the, bite them in the rear? You know, this is crazy. Uh, from the Fox Business, uh, the headline from a couple days ago. Yeah, and the headline goes, Elon Musk issues warning after New York City students pushed out of school to house migrants. We'll come for your homes. We'll come for your homes. Well, it didn't take long. And I think that maybe Elon maybe was a little bit prophetic because in Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the governor is uh, asking people, res private residents, to house migrant families. This is from Fox 25 in Boston. And it just blows my mind. Governor, he uh, Governor Healy asked residents to house migrant families amid growing shelter crisis. And that's the headline from Boston's uh, Channel 25, local newscast. Now, this is just blows my mind. And I want to read a little bit of this because this takes some real nerve. Okay? Uh, from Kelly Sullivan from Boston 25 News. The state shelters are reaching capacity, and now the governor is asking residents to help op by opening their doors. This was part of Governor Mara Healy's announcement, as she is also looking for help from the federal government. The, government, uh, the governor said anywhere from 10 to 30 migrant families a day are coming to Massachusetts. There are 40 hotels across the state helping to house them, but the governor is now pleading, from, pleading for help from the federal government as well as you referring to local residents. Now, keep in mind, people. Keep in mind. Now, what's going on in Massachusetts, in Chicago, in New York, other very blue cities and states, was of their own creation. Just keep that in mind, folks. Just keep that in mind. That now, all of a sudden, reality has hit and has hit hard. You've got an illegal immigrant crisis that is just ridiculous. You have people in Chicago. Uh, I don't know if it's at O'Hare or at Midway Airport. Part of those uh, facilities are set aside for migrants. Migrants are getting 
uh, plane tickets, not having to go through security. And also, it's the same in New York. It's the same everywhere in a blue city or a blue state. I mean, California, free health care for illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really going to help. I mean, it's essentially what it's, it's well, I like to think of it is it's replacement. It's a replacement thing. You know, they talk about replacement theory occasionally. Well, this is. Californians, the ones with sense, are leaving in droves. And here comes all the illegal immigrants with the magnet of free health care and all the other things that they get uh, from American taxpayers. So, yeah. Now, Massachusetts it wants people, private residents, to open their homes to these illegals. They have no idea who they are. There's been no vetting. And yet, we're, we, you know, the people of Massachusetts, are supposed to let them into their homes. I don't think so, sweetie. Governor Healy, I don't know what you're thinking. I truly do not know what you're thinking. Um, you know, and the, the very same bleeding heart dingbats who are like, oh, we have to help them, we have to let them in. Really, let them into your house. Somebody who you have no idea about, never been vetted, might not even speak the language, and yet you're expected to just let them into your homes like it's no big deal because you want a virtue signal and be compassionate. You can do that, but if it comes back and bites you, eh, sorry, I have no sympathy for you. None, because you if you've got kids, yeah, you want them protected. You don't know what these people are. You don't know what they've done. You could be letting in criminals. I mean, they're already criminals for crossing the border illegally, but you're going to let somebody, a stranger into your house that you have no idea about? Yeah, sorry, Governor Healy, but I'm afraid you've become a wackadoodle and you've got some real audacity to ask regular people to let them into their private homes. I mean, come on, why don't you just simply mandate it? Massachusetts is a blue enough state. You know, it's like have these Democrats, uh, you know, hey, especially the rich folks out on uh, Martha's Vineyard and all of that, you know, hey, you know, their houses might be empty for the winter. You know, it's like, hey, let them come on in. Yeah, that, that's gonna happen. No, thank you. <laughs> so this thing is going to continue to be a full-on mess. And it's only going to get worse as the winter continues. Uh, I mean, also, here we go. Another story that is border-related. Headline from uh, Revolver News. The Texas National Guard just seized control of Eagle Pass from the federal government. Well, now, this is going to get even more interesting. Now, Governor Abbott in Texas 
uh, has pretty much declared an invasion of the state of Texas. He needs to do more, but I think this might be, uh, you know, so, uh, maybe a step up for him because now the Texas National Guard, in spite of the Department of Justice suing uh, the state of Texas, but hey, this is essentially what needs to be done. It needs to be done. Because now, in Eagle Pass, uh, hey, this is ridiculous, folks. And finally, Texas has had it. I have great, I have some great friends in Texas, and this has gotten ridiculous. And now that the state of Texas has passed legislation to have the ability to prosecute illegals from coming into the state, oh, that can't, no, in the Biden world, you can't have that. In the mind of Alejandro Mayorkas, you've got also uh, Merrick Garland, and so on and so forth. Oh, no, we can't, we can't have that. No, no, no. Well, too bad, because frankly, if Texas is going to be the only state that does this, and frankly, remember, every town's a border town, every state's a border state. How many uh, more red state governors are going to step up and do this? You know, this is crazy. Uh, the, the Border Patrol has been removed. They will not be allowed to aid in illegal crossings. No cutting down of the rebar and the barbed wire fences, nothing. And, and don't do a thing to those floating uh, barriers that are in the Rio Grande River. So yeah, this is now getting even more ridiculous. I mean, this is just one more, just one more little piece of the puzzle. Because now you've got conservatives, the real conservatives on Capitol Hill, who are just absolutely ready to tear Speaker Mike Johnson to shreds because we are exactly one week away from uh, the current continuing resolution, which it is, from running out. And so now it is getting to a showdown. Do you shut down the border or shut down the government? And apparently, well, that's just too extreme. That's too extreme. No, it is not. Okay, for those mealy mouth members of the media and the Democrat Party and others of the talking head and pundit class, it is not extreme. We have over, ten, we have at least 10 million people in this country illegally. The border is, has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. And they just come on right on in and right on in and right on in. And the dingbats on Capitol Hill are just playing. They, those who aren't, I mean, you've got the open borders Democrats plus the open borders U.S. Chamber of Commerce Republicans, the Uniparty, essentially, saying, oh, we can't do that. Okay, really, if you're not going to make national security and American sovereignty, which are very real priorities, 
If you're not going to do it, shut the freaking government down. This is ridiculous. We can't handle this. We cannot handle this. And as many of, I mean, if nothing else, to prove my point, look what they're doing in New York. They're kicking out American kids out of a high school, send them back to remote learning, which was not a huge success to begin with, in Chicago. Same thing. Taking over the south side and the west side of Chicago and black and the inner city blacks of Chicago and New York are ticked. They're sick of it. They are absolutely sick of it. And these folks are experiencing it. The elites are not. Eric Adams isn't. He's not letting any of these illegals into Gracie Mansion. They're not. They're not doing it in Chicago. I mean, on the pretty much the wealthy north side. You know, in all the suburbs. Mm -mm, because the suburbs won't take them. They won't do it. Because they've got their own problems. So yeah, I'm ranting. But it's a rant that makes sense. Because now, next week is going to be real interesting. Because the conservatives are ticked off at Johnson. I like the guy. Uh, but frankly, he can talk about his Christian worldview all he wants, but if he's not going to be someone with some steel in his spine and a man of action, I just figure, well, pfft, another one bites the dust. And I don't think they really want to go through another speaker fight. I don't think so. Because the last one was really annoying, but, you know, what, what can we do, folks? What can we do? Ugh. Anyway, my gosh. Oh, oh, but this, but if you really want something that could really uh, fry you, oh, you'll love this one. From the nationalpulse.com. From an explosive report. An army official says that former chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Silly Mark Milley, delayed National Guard response to January 6th, then lied about it. I'm like, whoa. Okay. This is interesting. And I want to read some of this. And I'll put it out there on our social media, but holy crap. This, this is ridiculous. Uh, just portion of the story, which uh, I do believe, which came out today. Colonel Earl G. Matthews, senior legal advisor to Major General William J. Walker, who commanded the Washington, D.C. National Guard on January 6th, has blamed former Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman General Mark Milley for letting the protests get out of hand. The colonel compared the now retired Milley to the murderous Don Emilio Barzini, who served as Don Vito Corleone's arch nemesis in The Godfather. Millie controlled the army, Matthews told reporter Neil McCabe, arguing that while the Joint Chiefs boss lacked legal authority within the chain of command, he instead leveraged his profound influence and contacts in the Pentagon to delay the guard's response. Quote from the story. 
The problem was not with Donald Trump, it's Mark Milley and the army leadership in control. They stopped the guard from coming, then lied about it and said the guard acted at sprint speed, Matthews explained. Milley is the Don Barzini of the deep state, the most powerful chairman of the Joint Chiefs in history. Uh, this was the continuation of uh, Colonel Matthews. It was Milley all along and I didn't realize it. Milley was manipulating this, the, this entire stuff from point start. And I'm just going to leave it there. I mean, there's more that you can read, but holy cow. This is huge. This is seriously huge. And oh my Lord. I'm like, holy cow, folks. This is, this is nuts. And yet, this report completely again explodes and shreds and totally eviscerates the narrative of January 6th. And you have this man in, in the military who is saying it was Mark Milley's fault, not Donald Trump. And yet, people are still stupid enough to believe and naive enough to believe that it was uh, Trump who started an insurrection. I mean, how stupid do Democrats and the media think we are? We know a lot of what happened, and a lot of it was crap. Total crap. And yet, now you have a member of the military who pretty much expo exposed everything about Milley and why he, why Milley, who's now retired, is a sleazebag. Total sleazebag. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be wild, folks. I mean, just that story alone, in the light of Trump's up, supposedly upcoming trial, which has now been delayed because Jack Smith wanted to be too cute by half and try to eliminate any presidential immunity. Well, now you've got this now general, this colonel, high-ranking officer of the Washington, D.C. National Guard who's put it out there. And if I'm Trump's attorneys, I'm like, hey, I'd make a, I'd pay a visit to the guy and it's like, do you happen to have a copy of that report? But of course, Tanya Shudkin, the equally sick, twisted, and corrupt to the uh, corrupt as all get out judge probably won't allow it into evidence. But oh well, uh, the truth is getting exposed, folks. It's getting exposed, and the mainstream media is nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And it's just all kinds of crazy. And there's a whole lot more too. And might actually do uh, a special weekend show because this is some of the most wackadoodle stuff. I mean, there's more. There is a lot more about how crazy, how corrupt, the left, the mainstream media, and various and sundry others are. Uh, and it's going to be a trip. And we're not even in the middle of January yet. But, oh my goodness, hang on to your socks, folks. As I warned you, it's going to get a little rough. Just, just a little rough. But, 
we will endure if we do not grow faint of heart or discouraged or frustrated because we have if you're on God's side don't worry about it is it going to be easy no but stay on it's not having God on your side it's about making sure you're on God's side of this because the church and evangelicals are sick and tired of being maligned and demonized and everything else that's going on I mean lied about is probably about the closest you can get but my friends I'm gonna call it a I'm gonna call it a day today and yes we're going to be back on Monday for certain maybe do a special weekend show either tomorrow or Sunday in preparation for uh, the Iowa caucuses but for now as always thank you so much for listening subscribe and follow us and get notified for the podcast tell your friends share the love share the truth and for now my friends take care god bless you and as always patriots come in all colors